Give me your Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Jab it away. Oh yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, yeah, yas, bitch, yas. You know what? Yas, yas, yas. Queen is another thing they say, right? I don't know. Uh, people don't like me enough that they're gonna like give me the the lingo or anything like that. But um, yeah, guys, welcome, welcome back to another episode. I was supposed to um, I was supposed to record one with my dad and my cousin on Saturday, except what ended up happening is my cousin, you know, and if you listen to this, shout out to you, do shout out because he did actually listen to the last one and he uh, he said he had some fact check and he had to give me, but didn't have any facts. So he was just like CNN. So <laughs> shout out to you, bro. Just kidding, guys. You don't know about what, though. Nah, but yeah, um, so he was supposed to come earlier, he didn't, he didn't make it on time, and I ended up, um, by the time I I got there early, and I probably could have done one with my other cousin, um, and, and my dad, but we just ended up having a conversation, and then family came, so there really wasn't any time, and then I was also in a time crunch, I only had a couple hours that I could spend for the family dinner, but it was great, you know? Uh, I made a Facebook joke. Uh, I said uh, I got paid $100 to not do any comedy for family dinner, so I finally made it. And the amount of people that just like reacted that, guys, that if you if you didn't laugh react, you didn't get it was a joke. And and if you just liked it like it was a uh, <laughs> joke, then I get it. But if you liked it because you thought I made it by getting paid not to do comedy go fuck yourselves because guess what your boy ain't ever stopping doggy not ever not once not i'm not i don't i'm not in this for the fucking money and you know uh i'll get into funny story not even funny story but uh so saturday after a great dinner a great family dinner um great conversation with my uh my dad's cousins basically i call them my uncle's uh, fucking great guys all all around. There's three of them. They came, and then there was my dad's older brother, so my my real uncle. Um, and I got to sit right next to the adults for like the first time in a long time. And I'm 30 now, right? So they they put me right next to my dad and my uncle, who's the oldest, was sitting at the head my real uncle was sitting at the head to his left was my my dad then me then my little cousin and then on the other side uh was it was the next oldest which was my my dad's cousin the older one and then his uh younger brother so it was like pretty it was pretty cool man like sitting there with the adults having all the adult conversation and i uh I had to like do a podcast kind of the way I think about podcasts when I'm a guest on somebody bigger's podcast or or even just my first time as a guest. I try to only speak when spoken to or if I have something really, really important to say, but I still don't interrupt anybody. I still try to wait for a pause and just kind of keep that memory unless it loses relevance. Right. Like if you guys start to, uh, something simple, uh, if we're talking about fucking. Uh, what kind of future investments I uh, you guys want to do? And I'm about to talk about Bitcoin and all that 
you know, I really want to get that point across. I'm going to get it across. But if you guys move subject to uh, raising family and kids, I'm not going to start talking about Bitcoin unless I can relate it to like, well, you know, it's a good investment for your kids. Bitcoin, bam, brought it all together. Bah, bah, bah. That's what I do. You know why? Because I'm the overthinker. I need a fucking soundboard, dude. Can you guys email me um, or DM me on Instagram if you guys got any soundboards or no? I asked actually my homie Dylan, um, the former producer of the Real Ass Podcast, and he actually has his own awesome dope-ass podcast called Doped Up and Dying. It's on YouTube. Um, but like, I'm waiting for him to get back to me. He says he has to get the actual name of it. But I need to get a soundboard so I can like, make some noises and stuff. Just make those sound drops. Sure, I, I'll pay for one. I just got, I'm gonna Google it after this, actually, but I'm not gonna do it right now because guess what, guys? I'm on the podcast with you guys. How you guys been since the last week? Uh, a shout out to you guys for you know keep on listening as you always do. You know that's what my people do. Let's see, going down. Let's see all, all right. Still, still five stars on uh on iTunes. By the way, thank you guys. Um, still, I'm the only one who commented. So if you're the, the next person who comments, you're going to now know what my, my Instagram or what my iTunes name is, which was made when I got an uh, I, Apple account for iTunes in 2000. It was right when I went to college. It was in 2008. So this is old. So young you, 23, if you want to know. Fuck it. Probably even spelled it like an idiot, too. That's just how I am. Anyway, getting back to it. So I had a great family dinner. Had some great conversation. Got to sit in the adult section. Um, My cousin came late. And that's fine. Like, obviously. I love that motherfucker. He's just... That's the kind of guy he is. Sometimes he's... He's, he's the opposite of... A, and I hope you hear this, dude. You're the opposite of a Navy SEAL. You're the last one to enter, and you're the first one to leave. <laughs> Yo, he's... But honestly, shout out to you, dude, because when I want to leave, and you say you're about to head out, that, that's the thing, yo. In our culture, or at least in, in the golf family, like, yo, when you... These people will... How do I say this? All right, so... The people in my family... Uh, we're very similar to what we we I hear of is called the Jewish goodbye, which is the opposite of the Irish goodbye. The Irish goodbye is when you leave without saying goodbye, and then the Jewish goodbye is when you say goodbye without ever leaving, and that's what ended up happening in a golf family. So that's why I'm pretty sure, yeah, we're also, you know, 23 and me didn't confirm it, but you know, I think I'm uh, I'm I'm one of the tribe, if you will. But then again, who knows? Sorry, I'm just trying to remember my point. Um, part of the tribe. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when you have to leave, it's, it's so hard in this family because everybody will all start a conversation with you as you leave if you're the only one. So, like, if I want to leave, everybody's usually not all in one place. You can't just walk all the way around and just say, okay, I got to go. And if they are, you're lucky. Um, but if not, what you do is you see... If the other person is already at by the door, they already got their shoes on because we're all clean people. We all take off our shoes. We're not savages. Um, 
if we all do, if, if you see somebody by the door, you go to the door. If you don't, you might lose your chance and you might be stuck there. So that's how you avoid the, I guess, the Islamic goodbye, because I'll tell you what, they're going to start asking you questions that they didn't want to talk. Well, you'll be sitting there for the first hour, maybe completely silent if you're not Yusef, who's overthinker. So I'll just talk and talk about whatever's on my mind uh, without filter sometimes. I wouldn't say I'm no filter Yusef. Inside joke, wink, wink. That's for comics in the North Jersey scene. Shout out to y'all who still listen. Um, no, but like, it's it's very hard to leave with my family because we talk a lot. I got this from somewhere. You know, I, I don't just talk a lot like this because, because uh, uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm comfortable doing it because I was doing it my whole life. And you know what? I talked myself uh, probably into way more situations than out of it. In fact, I'll give you guys a little uh, fun, uh, little fun story here. Um, I'm talking to a woman online, and uh, this is something casual, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Just you know, some fun flirting, if you will. And you know, we, we start just getting in some other casual conversation in the meantime and um and she says that she lost her boyfriend but she never told me how and obviously i'm not going to ask because that's like bringing up a bad topic that's that's not what we're going to do um i wouldn't bring it up but also you kind of have to bring it up in case like people don't fuck up right like, I like to let people know kind of sooner than later that my mom died, usually around the time when somebody mentions a mother, just so it's not completely awkward, it's like kind of linked up, but also so they don't make it awkward and be and say something stupid as fuck, and then, and then I have to mention it, and then they feel even stupider, because that, that's not fun. Unless it is fun, then sometimes I will kind of egg it on, like with crowd work. Like I can lead them into saying something mean or fucked up about my mom, and then I can already have pulled up like a picture of my mom's grave, be like, "Dog, that's not fucking funny, dude. She, she died." And then I will laugh inside, but not outside, because I need to keep on playing it, so it's even more valuable later on in my head when I think about it. Because my grandma said, "Be a good boy," but I think she said it because she knows sometimes, uh. I don't know, I I don't want to say fucked up in the head, but I think it's, here's what it is. I think it's the constant bullying in my adolescence, because, like, I was, I was bullied, the latest was in college, uh, what did they bully me for? Mostly just being Muslim, Muslim. It was kind of still weird for them, you know, even though it was, what, 2008 to 2012, uh, about 11 years max after 9-11, it's, like, still pretty weird, they didn't, like... They didn't like Muslim people, especially with the name Yusuf, especially because at the time, especially I was very religious because my mom, you know, died during there. I wasn't as I mean, I was starting to get religious before my mom died. But then afterwards, I was very religious because that's what sometimes will happen when when you lose a loved one. And then after about uh, I don't even know how many years, uh, maybe I wasn't so religious, maybe around uh, 2012, maybe four years, five years. Six years, probably probably after college, whatever, not relevant. The, um, what was my point in all that? <sighs> Fuck. My point is lost. So that's what happens, I guess. That's why I, I need to go back to the old place where I podcast and not by the, 
by the window with the fan so I can smoke while I podcast. I thought that was a good idea because it could be more fun. But then I go on crazy ass tangents and then and like last week was it was good, you know, because like I said, my cousin, you know, some of those facts were inaccurate. Yeah, okay. One fact was inaccurate. The only one that I actually got confirmation was um my uh my dad's my grandfather's brother was named Giovanni, the one that I told you. That was because apparently he worked uh sorry, for an Italian hospital. It was not he was not in an Italian like prison camp thing. Um got that fact wrong. And then apparently the nurses loved him. Um, and they were the ones who nicknamed the, the nurses slash nuns loved him so much. Uh, they nicknamed him Giovanni. And then when he said that he was marrying somebody and also coming to America with his older brother, uh, they all got very disappointed. And then they, they decided to vow for, I don't know. I was going to say vow for celibacy, but that just seems stupid. They're going to do that anyway, right? They weren't allowed to fuck. That was why they were horny as fuck. I'm not saying my uncle wasn't probably a catch. I don't know. He probably was. This motherfucker was tall as shit. I say was because, again, he passed away too. People die. That's 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 a circle of life, bro. Um, There was a reason I probably brought that all up. Oh, what was the other fact that I had to check? Hold on real quick. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Still don't remember the exact number of brothers that my 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 grandfather came with but i uh because apparently uh when my when i said it last week i was like yeah he came with four brothers and i think two of them even died on the journey apparently i don't think he did i think he only came it was just him and his one brother they both just came together and the other two just died on the journey apparently i mean my cousin didn't tell me what the fuck the real story was but they didn't come to america so in my head they died on the journey like i said he didn't he didn't deny he just he fucking facebook fact checked like well when joe biden shook the guy's hand he was no longer the the leader of the the kkk so that's not an accurate accurate fact but anyway guys yeah i got the johnson and johnson shot um i'm fully vaccinated or at least that's what i'm going to keep on telling people until i have to get a vaccination passport and at that point I'm just going to have to figure out my way around it. If that means um, no longer going to certain businesses who require it, then I'm going to just not go to those businesses because I require privacy. Um, I kind of wonder, actually, I should listen to this on the Bill Burr podcast again. I wonder what his thoughts are on the COVID passport because that guy, he when you go to the supermarket and they ask for your phone number, he hates that. So, like, I doubt if he if he ever gets educated on what's in the covid passport, he would ever say, like, yeah, I'm I'm with that. But like, fuck, fuck that. Look, here's the weird thing that that's getting me fucked up in the head. They want the covid passport. In my understanding, what it is is a way in the best part. Right. Here's here's the best case. Here's what it is best on paper. Hold on, let me think so I can word this right. I'm also smoking. So the COVID passport is a way to make sure that we can track everybody who has the vaccine to make sure that it is legal. The good thing is it's it's a it's it's definitely verified, I'm assuming, 
in some way. And that way, you know that everybody who's using this has been vaccinated. You don't have to worry about, I guess, people are faking the card. And so you can't use that because uh, people are like, well, you can't fake the card because, you know, the lot number. And you can't just look at somebody else's who just got the shot and write down their lot number. Because, like, a lot of vaccines is not, like, a lot of them. Like, A space L-O-T. It's, oh, that's, uh, the word a lot, uh, see, that's a fucked up thing. You don't know that, do you? A lot is two words. It's a lot, but I also just, it, it mean like, also a lot. Uh, see, it's, I can't explain it. Fuck it. Wrong word. Anyway, I don't understand it. What do they want? They want us all vaccinated, right? Why? Because when, because Trump, dumbass, uh, dumbass, fucking had to go ahead and use the word why don't we just go ahead and get herd mentality because if everybody gets uh some level of this sickness then we'll all have antibodies and then everybody can kind of get back to normal for the most part well because he called it herd mentality that was the wrong word but what we need is, is to be all vaccinated because what happens is and i don't I'm still waiting to find out what's going to end up happening with all of us that get vaccinated. What's what's going to happen if you already had corona, if you already got covid and then you do get vaccinated? What what did they give you? Is it the same? Did so like nothing ended up happening maybe? Like with me? Or is it maybe different and so something happens or I mean, do you even need it if you already got it? And and then if you never got it and now you got it, then everybody got it and now everybody can go back to normal. But you can't yet because not everybody got it. So that's why we got to keep wearing masks because some people don't want to get the vaccine and then they're going to end up carrying a variant. But if you have a variant, the vaccine doesn't help you from the variant. It only helps you from the one that's current. So this is like a fucking flu shot now. And then the fucking worst part is the worst part is that people are treating it like a class system and i noticed it i wear the mask i wear the mask because it's so annoying to hear anybody say excuse me sir where's your mask or if your mask drops below your nose excuse me sir can you pull up your mask you know what if it makes you feel better, I'll wear it. And if I'm sick, I'm absolutely going to wear it. I haven't gotten sick, you know, since I got COVID. So what's it been? Uh, four months and 13 days. And I haven't, a little bit more than that. And I have not been sick since. Uh, the worst I have is now I have allergies. And I probably have allergies now because instead of, always being outside like that was another thing i'm like why do do i always have a runny nose and like itchy eye like i i almost like can't wear contacts sometimes and it's because it's springtime the flowers are blooming and pollen is higher than normal and because of that i now have allergies because for the last year not entirely but for the most part i've been mostly inside and so now I'm allergic because I haven't been used to going outside because let's just say for 
the last year regardless or any the last 10 years if everything i would have to go outside to go to my car drive to xyz place with my windows always open because i like fresh air unless it's so cold out when and windy that i can't have it and then i have the heat on but even then i'm still getting fresh air as soon as i walk in and out of the car uh i like to go on if i was at work i like to go on little breaks where i go outside even if i know i know i can sneak a vape in the bathroom if i want to hit my jewel it's called a lava but i just say jewel because you all know that uh if i want to hit my my cigarette alternative in the bathroom i could do that or i can go outside and get some fresh air and that's what i prefer even if it's raining i'll stand in the shade and hit my fucking pen because i don't want to not i was convinced that one of my friends growing up, Skylar, I don't think you listened to this, but shout out to you, Skylar DeHaan, and, and you too, Shane. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't have said last name. Uh, I'm not going to edit it out. Whatever. You're not going to know how to spell it, so you're not going to find it anyway. Um, but but the one, my one bro, Skylar, like, had allergies, and he loved to stay inside. Like, he was two years younger than me, so what is that, 1992 he was born, and his family had a computer and they had nice internet and in fact to the point where whenever we wanted to go on e-bombs world we would always go to his house and watch stuff on his computer mad fun and he loved to stay inside like rainy days hey guys come over let's play mario party at my house otherwise it was always trying to convince him to come outside and let's go do stuff outside but homie always had allergies and he had a bad bro like his eyes, he would look like, bro, if he was older, which thank God he could probably use it if he was smart enough. He would have every time he came home, he looked like he just took three big ass rips from a grav bong and coughed his brains out every time. It just kept taking them and taking them and taking them like his eyes were always so red sometimes, not all the time. But like when he'd really have a bad allergy attack and he'd have to go inside and his mom would do X, Y, Z. But you guys can't play anymore today because you're Muslim. No, it's because it's, it's not. I thought it was. It's, it's because it's, we want to play outside and we don't want to also kill our friend. So he's Skylar. You're done. You're done for the day. Hang up the towel, dude. Um, But yeah, he he got allergies. And my assumption was because he didn't go outside a lot so i made it a point to to go outside a lot or always open up my windows when i drive and i still do uh open up my windows when i drive i like to be outside as much as possible uh every morning slash i guess technically it's almost afternoon when i wake up for work because i have late shift hopefully that changes guys give me some chi to change that and prayers especially you yasin your shit works the most for me um because I have this weird shift, I got actually just start. I'm gonna start working out before my uh, work, so I can go outside, even if it's just for walks and shit. When I had my other shift and I was working nine to five, actual hours nine to five thirty, um, I would make it a point to take my lunch and I would eat during my actual work because you know I'm working from home. They don't know what I'm eating as long as I'm staying productive. And then my actual 30-minute lunch break, I would go for a 30-minute walk. And then after work, I would also go for an extra 30-minute to an hour walk. So I was getting some exercise in. You know, I was riding a bike until I think I told you guys. I, uh, I, 
it's very complicated here. I've fucking almost got hit by a couple cars, and then I did run into a pedestrian with my bike, so I'm I'm kind of not going to bike for right now, but I'm going to get back into biking before um, I start running again because i got to start running again too, as long as it's still good for my knees because I, I want to... I just want to be in great shape, man. I'm not doing it for any reason other than my own personal health. Um, I honestly like I like 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 for example, like if I look, could look like The Rock, that'd be dope. You know what I mean? But to put that much work in would take up time from doing other things that I need to do, and I just need to be functional. Like also like The Rock. You ever see The Rock run? No. In in his movies, he's never sprinting or running very fast. And if he can, it's probably very short distances. The the fucking guy's calves gotta fucking chafe when he walks. He can't wear shorts. The guy's probably fucking inside of all of his pants. He probably only wears dark pants, and they're all vaselineed up on the inside. Just a fucking bro. I hated that when I was really working out, and my calves, my calves, my quads. That's the the leg muscle, thigh muscle for you, uh, for the the some seven percent ladies or the seventy four percent of men that don't know what it, listeners that don't a part of you that don't know that when they rub together, especially if you're fat. Oh, Manny and Yasin, you probably remember this and probably still have it now. But Manny, you too. Same thing with you, Ham. God, my three wise men all got fucking. Let me know what you guys do, actually, my wise men. What do you guys do about your when your thighs rub together? What are your ways of, of circumventing it? Because here are mine. You need to have good underwear. Like, I wear the sheath underwear, and it's not... Actually, you know what? I'll do a quick uh, ad read. Sheath underwear. Uh, go to sheath underwear, buy your underwear, and then when you use the discount code, go there in capital P, lowercase i, s, s, e, d, space. All the other words after the i were also still lowercase. Then there's a space, then a capital G, lowercase o, lowercase f. Enter that, you get 25% off your order. And if there's already a discount because they're on sale for like a site-wide sale, not because of a discount code sale, you can double up and get still uh, 25% off on top of the top total. And the good thing about sheath underwear is they actually, the reason I even brought it up, not really an ad read, um, is that it'll actually, it'll go down. It The ones that I get, I get the fuck it i guess they're the 5.0s they're like only like 30 bucks each which is a lot for one pair but like i always get them on discount so like by the time i end up paying for them they're like 10 15 dollars each and you know what worth it very much worth it so comfortable anyway they're like eight inches so like they go down past or equal to my penis fully erect um so they will keep for the most part the part of the thigh that rubs together that gets the chafing is that right below the ball sack part where most underwear regular underwear don't cover at all most boxer briefs if they're like cotton cotton and they have that cotton elastic and then it starts like when you work out starts to stretch and not loosen up again like uh like your t-shirt sleeves when you wear them too much this stuff has the good stuff so it keeps it down and again this part's not the ad read but also just the personal so it keeps it down i didn't have a lot of pairs like this I had some, I had like, they're compression shorts, basically. And when you walk in compression shorts, you can keep that chafe gone. That's for all you fat people out there. Male, female, transitioning, uh, non-binary, because apparently some of you guys listen to my podcast, or, I'm sorry, some of you non-gendered listen to my podcast, some users. What is, what? Guys, I need the updated manual on what the fucking terms I can use. 
because I still call people. I, I got people giving me weird look when I say black people or colored people or is it people of color? That sounds weird. If you can't say colored, people of color is the same as colored people. You're just adding an extra word. You're putting of in between and rearranging it. It's just as bad. It's got to be. And I never use it maliciously either. People got to fucking remember intent. Anyway, I'll get back to everything. So this weekend, great family dinner. My cousin came too late for me to record the podcast. Uh, still had a great time. Um, had some great conversation with the family. Ended up leaving to go uh, to the dojo. And I got to see the Keith Purnell show. And I went there to, to support TJ and help out you know, Mike at the dojo. Um, TJ, by the way, shout out to TJ, uh, killed it fucking as a host. He said it was his first time and he told me and he said it on stage. So hopefully he was being honest on both accounts because bro killed it his first time hosting a fucking real show. I'll tell you that. And the hard part about it was half of the fucking room was a, uh, a 40, a 40 year old woman's birthday party. So it was mostly... Um, like I would say it's like 60 or 65% women and then 35%, 30 to 35%, 60 to 70, we'll just say 70% actually. It was 70% women, 30% men with their wives or I guess, and so like some of them were single and it doesn't matter. They're all around the 40 year old age. They're all white women except for like two or three, uh, minorities in there cause they have to have their tokens and probably a lot of them are cops. Um, and doesn't, that doesn't matter, but apparently it did matter because nobody wanted to tell them the women, Hey, maybe you can't keep interrupting the show and being, because they were so drunk. It was like when you hear of a a female bachelorette party where they want to be the center of attention. And of course the 40 year old woman who's celebrating her birthday did want to be the center of attention. And the problem is, is half of the room was there with her. And that's usually not the case with a bachelorette party. So it was really, really rough because if you lost it, she if you didn't get her, the fucking uh, birthday girl's att- attention, she would just walk all around the room and just try to distract everybody else. Like she was just, I need their uh, give attention to me, me, only me. And I get it. Because that's what we do when we're on stage. And you know what? Honestly, dude, I'm not even going to go into the, everybody else who who, uh, who went up. But, like, shout out to Romeo, Natalie Cuomo, and Amanda Gale who all went up. But the way that Keith Purnell went up was motherfucking fire, bro. He went hard. He went in there. He got their attention by doing the right kind of crowd work. He ended up just like almost like sniping the people on the loud side of the room, but then hitting the people on the quiet side to make sure they stay paying attention because they were always good the whole show. And eventually, for the most part, he ended up getting everybody's attention before, especially like when he really wanted to tell a real, real joke after he did his like crowd work kind of shit. And he fucking got him to listen, got him to laugh. Bro was a fucking, it was a lesson. Keith Purnell, Keith, P-U-R-N-E-L-L. Fucking, you got to follow this guy. He's hilarious. Um, 
yeah he was super nice to me we talked after the show and you know uh and you know he's like yeah man yeah i fucking can't wait to see you up there i love when they say that and they actually mean it and i don't know if he did or not you know what because the way he was sniping that room he, he probably didn't mean it but like he probably meant it in my head he meant it the way that i felt that night he meant it so uh yeah shout out to that weekend and, and keith pernell killing that shit dougie um but yeah i did want to talk about this one thing i forgot to mention with the covid passport uh a new article i think it was on cnn or one of those other big ones said the pentagon has a microchip to detect coronavirus covid You guys know that the CIA, um, Pentagon, all the, 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 we've been working on mind control since at least World War II, right? You guys know that. And, and they, where, how do I, how do I get you guys to understand this? They might be putting a microchip in that detects COVID, right? Now, I have to, I'm not Dr. Yusuf here. Hold on a minute. Dr. Yusuf? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Hi, this is Dr. Yusuf. I'm here to speak on behalf of regular Yusuf. And um, I was speaking with uh, another fur, uh, doctor, Dr. Goff, my father. Uh, and he was saying that vaccinations, what they uh, do is they go into your arm and they lead to your brain because your brain has the most amount of fat and or something about something they add in the vaccine. I wasn't fully paying attention because I, he's my father. And sometimes you ignore them because you think they are repetitive. Anyway, the point was, I'll give it back to regular user. So yeah, the point is like, Pentagon has a microchip. Is it going to detect, you don't know what other side things that are, just like the terms in agreement. You you think you're just giving terms in agreements so you can send messages to your friends on fucking uh, Facebook Messenger, but it turns out they want everything. They want a lot of other shit. So you, you don't always believe everything they tell you. Uh, that with the fact that they're just rushing this vaccine, nobody's allowed to sue anybody. This, this is going to be... It's going to be a wild one, guys. It's going to be a wild one. But um, not as bad as... Did you, did you hear about Joe Biden? And he's passing a new, a new gun law. Cha-ching! 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 Hi, I'm Joe Biden. And, um, you know, guns, guns are bad. And then as as every time he says something like guns are bad, we need to get rid of bop ching 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 cash registers, people buying guns, people buying guns, people buy people just gonna keep on buying guns every time he says it. Because again, like I said last time I talked about it, it's they're never going to actually do real, real gun laws and gun reform as long as they're still getting funded by them, right? That makes sense to me. I don't know about you, but that makes sense to me. Like, look, my understanding, and this is why I'm, I'm trying to get into politics, so uh, I, I, I think I have to just fucking do my own part and 
my understanding is once they basically start funding, so once, let's just say, oh, Yusuf, you want to be a politician, you need X amount of signatures. Okay, got it. Now you need to raise X amount of money. Oh, fuck. So then I, I keep going around to all the neighborhood businesses. And then, oh, one of the, what's one of the bigger businesses over here is Pfizer. They got a, a corporate corporate business. So I walk in and I'm like, hey, Pfizer Corp. Um, anybody here in, in, can help me out? I'm trying to, to raise some money for my political aspects uh, locally here. And I know you guys have a local business over here. Oh, yeah, yeah hold on one second. Yeah, 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 Yusuf, how much you need? 10000 Oh, yeah, how about we give you 50000 And uh, okay, go ahead. And then they gave me the 50000 and I'm able to do five times better and, and put all that, and I run and I win. And then Pfizer comes knocking on my door. Knock, knock, knock. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, hi. Hi, this is Pfizer Corp. Um, you said, remember when, when we let you? Yeah, we need to dump chemicals. We need to dump Viagra into the water supply. And we also need to pump in the air erectile dysfunction in the chemtrails and we need both of them approved so you need to approve all the flight patterns above and you need to approve us dumping in the uh but that's bad yeah but we already gave you money and if you you even think about not doing it good luck next next time because we won't give you money and we're going to tell everybody else to not give you money because you don't listen when we give you money fuck man what do i do then here's what you do you don't take the money in the beginning ever you don't you know what if if i don't ever take any of their money and i can't ever fucking get there i'm just gonna keep trying the freeway i'll keep getting them goddamn signatures and every time i go and they're like you said this is the fucking third time you got my signature well what's happened well i can't raise enough fucking money and i need x amount of signatures and based on the amount of money i need to raise that's this amount of dollars so why don't you give me this amount of money with the signature if you want shit done and if it's not i'm giving it back bam that's how i'm gonna do it see problem solved I'm glad I do this with you guys. I workshop shit. Um, what else? I wanted to talk about uh, the. Oh, remember our last time I talked about U.S. immigration? Well, it's the immigration song. Okay, I don't know why I did that. But yeah, here's a <laughs> immigrant song by uh By the way, the the intro was Hit Me With Your Best Shot by uh you could look that up Paul Benatar, Pat, you know, that girl. And then this is immigrant song by um Led Zeppelin. So, US immigration in the 1940s. Well, guess what? They were still they were under the um, the guy something Johnson the Immigration Act of nineteen twenty four something about that uh, nineteen twenty four Immigration Act maybe look that up look at here just like I said with my cousin you know you don't like the, the the things I'm saying I don't believe it look it up yourself bam I got you to do your own research that's the point shout out to my cousin by the way who's a new listener I think because he just told me. He likes listening to me or I make him fall asleep. I don't remember what exactly he was saying. But um, the 1924 Immigration Act basically was something like uh, college now. They basically said that there's a certain number of people that can come in 
per country, and there's a, a maximum of 153,000 people per year. And that was between 1924 until they, they changed it in 1965. And then what did they change it to in 1965? Well, when you look it up, it's just it's, it's too complicated to understand. Okay? Uh, what? Before that, they said if you're Asian and African, you're probably mostly barred because we're doing a eugenic style thing. We are going to let people in from countries that we like, that we want in. So mostly it was from Britain, then Germany. Um, and, you know, then the next things all the way down to a whole 153,000 people per year were filled. And if you didn't fill it, they didn't, they didn't roll over. These weren't rollover menaces. The early 1900s to the mid 1900s. They didn't, they didn't think of rollover until like early 2000s. I want to, I want to say, because we just got night and weekends. When I was, I want to say eighth grade. So we'll say like early two, yeah, early 2000s. Anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, so yeah, it was really weird. The, the slots were based on the country that you were born to, not the country you had citizenship, right? So, like, uh, Great Britain, who, who had the most amount of people who could emigrate to the United States, if you were born in Russia, who had the least, I'm just using that as an example, I don't think it did, then you couldn't just go to Britain, get your British citizenship, and then emigrate to the United States easily because they'd go based on how many people are allowed in Russia. It's very weird. It's very... Shitty, but now it's even more complicated to understand. So, brings me to what I've been watching on TV. Have you guys? I mean, obviously, you guys are all familiar with 90 Day Fiance. I don't know what season has Fat Neck Guy, but I can't. I hope it's on Hulu eventually because I need to watch season with Fat Neck Guy and see just how much. How? Why? Why 90 Day Fiance? Why do they all fail? Why do I feel like they're all going to fail? They're all so bad. I'm only I'm only on the second season. And it's season, literally, season one and season two. So if you guys don't even know, this is way back. This is in like 2014 and I guess 2015 uh, when they fucking aired these shits. That's like six years ago, but in COVID time, that's like 16 years ago. And, and, oh my God, dude, so many dudes. All right. The first season, all dudes, not going to spoil anything because I already told you how I feel and whether or not they do fail, it's still to be determined. You know what I'm saying? So first season, all dudes, they all pretty much have mail order brides. They meet these women online. They try to they bring them over. Their family's like, oh, this seems shady, but I'm going to marry them anyway. And in my head, a lot of them are like, oh, that doesn't seem shady. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's super shady. And then sometimes like, well, that one doesn't. That one seems super shady. And then they're like, well, maybe they like them. But then right at the end, they're like, no, that's a shady one, too. It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm jaded, right? Like, my dad basically did mail-order bride type shit. Like, he, for his second wife, married uh, the mother of my my, my awesome sisters. Um, 
They're not that awesome. They're not that awesome, Yusuf. Come on, let's be real. Don't worry. Hey, they might listen to this someday. Yasmin, you're great. Lena, you're never going to listen to this. You're fucking too busy. If it's on YouTube, you'll listen to it. Anyway, you're the fucking baby. Why am I talking shit? She is like, dude, you know the crazy thing is like in one of these, it, it's season two, they at least have a um, a woman that's bringing over a man. And you're like, yep, still also just here for the paperwork, just here for the green card. And uh, and the one guy's like, the one girl has a son and he and she brought the older or uh, the younger guy from overseas. And the son is questioning the dude from overseas like, you're only a couple years older than me. I don't believe your motives. And I'm like, yo, I got instant PTSD. It triggered me, like, from between past relationships for myself, my family, shit I've heard from my friends. It's like, yo, 90-day fiancé, if you don't believe in marriage, will never say, like, oh, look at this. This is true. Love will prevail. It's like, n- number one, wh- who the fuck gets the visa these people have to get married within 90 days and they all act like it's all rushed. Like they just met each other. A lot of them barely even met, like have met, like have spent time in person with each other. And like, yeah, now we're just going to spend 90 days uh, more or less together until we have to get married or you have to go back. And it's like, wouldn't you have tried to, um, you know, done that beforehand? Before you're just gonna, they all they all make us they all make it seem dramatic too. I uprooted my whole life to come here and be with you. Yeah, you too. Wouldn't you? If you're not doing it for some ulterior motive, wouldn't you have done some research before you decide to go uproot your whole life to go live in America with somebody? You know what I'm saying? The whole fucking thing is so fucking stupid, man. It's so stupid, man. Don't. Don't fucking don't get married, man. That's my point. I mean, do get married if you love somebody. Absolutely, get married. My brother, for example, uh, uh, all three of my my wise men, except for Manny. Obviously, he's one of the wise men, and I'm pretty sure he is married. He's married to his hand doggy. Just kidding, Manny. Shout out to you. You'll eventually hear this. He used to be like, Yusuf, you need to keep releasing episodes because I need to make sure I keep hearing you. And then all of a sudden I stopped releasing episodes for like one week because my grandma dies. And he's like two weeks behind. He's like, Yusuf, that one about like uh, legalize all drugs, the audio sounds bad. I'm like, Nick, I addressed that last podcast. Where are you? Anyway, it's fucking. <sighs> Guys, it's getting late. Um, well, there was a couple things. There was one. I, I should. I won't talk about that. I can't even talk about that because if I do, it's, it's going to upset me. And it, it was about, like, I saw the TMZ video about, like, the military man that got pulled over. And the reason I say it's going to upset me is because, like, so... Just from initial video. All right, fuck it. I guess I'm going to talk about it. All right, so the initial video I saw before I got the facts is you see the body cam footage of 
two police officers with their guns drawn. And there's a man at what appears to be a gas station. It's nice and well lit. He's got his arms out and he's in military fatigues. And uh, apparently, you know, he's, he's obviously one of us. He's a, a, a person of color. I think that just, oh, I get it now. It, umbrella. So like Latinos, everybody could be a person of color. Got it. So he's a person of color. Arms out the window. The cops are shouting at him. And I understand, apparently, um, he had... Let me see. What did I say? Uh, it says... Sorry, I was looking at the fucking stats. It said that he drove for less than a mile for about 90 seconds before he pulled over. And he wanted to pull over in a safe and well-lit area. Now, I can understand. The police wanted to pull him over... Because they said that they thought he didn't have a, a legitimate license plate. And I think he had tints on, on the window so they couldn't even read the plate correctly. So right there I, I see both sides are equal in action. Completely. Now then what happens is this guy's cool. You know. He's totally calm. He's got his arms out the window. Um, You know. Obviously, if he if he could have pulled over somewhere sooner, that probably would have been better for him. But at the same time, I, being a person of color as well, know that that sometimes that you need to be well lit in order to not make the officer feel uncomfortable. Because one time I pulled over right away into a street, the, the first street ever, or the first street I saw, and it wasn't very well lit. And then I, I shut the car off right away, too. And when the cop came to the window, it wasn't just one. There was two. And they both had their guns drawn. And they said, that the like, show me your hands. Show me. Like, what the hell? Like, you don't pull off right away like that onto a side street. I'm like, well, I can't stay on the main street. There's nowhere to stop. I just figured this was safer for you. And I turned the car off to show you it wasn't going to go anywhere. And yeah, obviously everything de-escalated and everything was good and I'm still here. But like, it's like, which one do you do? Should I have gone two streets further to the whatever uh, pharmacy parking lot, which was very well lit and pulled in there? Maybe he would have felt way safer too. But then again, if I had gone too, too far, if that was like 90 seconds slash less than a mile away, I might have been, you know, might have made them paranoid. So like it's a thin line and I think I think everybody needs education. So the the thing that was weird about the video and I and I even heard it on another podcast. So like I am kind of reiterating, but it's like they said apparently the cop was like get you get ready to ride the lightning. And I don't know if does that mean like he was going to tase this guy? Right away, because and I assume, justifiably, if so, he thought this person was trying to evade, and so, yo, if you try to fucking jet out, I'm gonna at least try to tase your ass. I get it. Yeah, man. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, man. Don't fucking run from the police. For sure, never do that. Number one, you're never gonna get away. And even if you get away, especially if you didn't do anything wrong. Well, you did something wrong then. And number two. You're not going to get away, number one. And just fucking, if you do something wrong, they're going to catch you. Just fucking be a man. Be nice. 
Be nice and you don't have to worry about shit. And don't break laws. And if you do, hopefully they don't become laws anymore like when I smoke. Now I'm not breaking a law. Even though before I just fucking was waiting for my medical card. And now I paid for something I don't even need. Because yeah, fucking, even if you need it medicinally, because I'm fucked up knee. You still need to fucking, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, the guy was cool and calm. They told him to, to get out of the vehicle. And here's where I'm going to go ahead and tell you my side as as one of the people of color. The guy said, get ready to ride the lightning. He said, get out of the vehicle. Something along the lines of, I am ordering you to get out of the vehicle. And if you do not, what did he say? He said, oh, I should have wrote it down. Whatever. I'll fucking update it in the next one. But he said something like basically like, oh, he said, I can't get out right now. I can't. I, th- I think the person said like, and, I, and it was muffled, but maybe like I can't unbuckle my seatbelt. I'm afraid. And the cop said, you should be afraid. Like, oh, well, he's not going to get out of the car if you're telling him he should be afraid to get out of the fucking car. And also he had a seatbelt on. And the door was locked. So now for him to unlock the car, his hand has to go from outside of the the door to inside of the door to unlock it. Even if it's right there within reach, they could think that you may be pulling out a weapon afterwards. I don't know. That's what I would assume. And then to unlock the seatbelt too? That's right where, I don't know, police carry their guns on their holster, where... Uh, uh, it's a very it's out of their sight it's literally on the other side now if the poli- other police officer was on the other side and had a clear view of the seatbelt and could see that he's just literally doing that that could have de-escalated the situation too before pepper spray needed to be administered but my point in even bringing this whole thing up was is this none of this needed to happen if both parties were better educated now I'm not going to go ahead and grade them. If you want the way people grade police interactions and then the rights and wrongs, you, you go to, to an episode, the thing, a channel I like to watch sometimes just to get educated myself. It's called uh, uh, Audit the Audit. It's on YouTube. Okay. And what they do is they tell you the right and wrongs in police interactions from both sides. And it's very, it's very fair and straight down the middle. And I'll tell you this from my site, uh, the police had every right to be as as upset and, and as escalated as, as they were if they thought possibly it was a stolen vehicle, this person's not stopping. Now when they did stop, like, whoa, why can't you just listen to our orders? But at the same time, the guy kept saying, I'm trying to talk to you, and I think he was maybe, and I have to re-listen to it, maybe he was trying to say, hey, I can't unbuckle because then I have to put my hand in the car. Is that okay? And they wouldn't answer him. And so he's not going to just go ahead and do that and, and risk getting shot. And that's that right there. Unbuckling your seatbelt is very, very dangerous when you're a person of color. I never unbuckle my seatbelt without permission and without keeping the one hand on the steering wheel and almost like cocky elbow like just one finger out 
I, I put my arm in like a right angle and then I just push straight down so they could see everything with my other the rest of my fingers balled up in a fist because I want everybody to feel comfortable, dude. And you know what? Like, they don't have an easy job. You you think it's fucking easy for soldiers with PTSD? Uh, what about police? You ever think about that? Some of them way more than others. I'll tell you that. If you're like a, a homicide detective, for example, you probably see some fucked up shit so much you're definitely going to get just as much if not more PTSD than these people who are going overseas. You know, so it's like I my job here is to educate you all into being actually my job here is just to fucking talk. What am I talking about? Acting like I'm going to be all fucking high and mighty and shit. My job is to tell you guys to rate and review on iTunes because right now I'm the only one who did it. Uh, email me at uh, pissgoff. Sorry, it's e- my email just pissgoffpodcast at gmail dot com. If you got any uh, topics that you want to feed me, or you got any feedback, or you could DM me on uh, on Instagram, either at Yusef Goff, all one word, or at pissgoffpodcast, also one word. Um, oh, B update. Uh, she's still listening. She's she's not really answering my. Uh, my messages on a timely manner, but, you know, she did call me. So that was nice. It was a random call, and I answered. And I don't like random calls, but, you know, she's going to do it. That's all right. Um, but, yeah, the other one. Oh. Can't even go there. Can't even go there, guys. It's all good in the hood is all I'm saying. Listen, I got to focus on my fucking self. Um, I'm got to get another fucking five-minute set. Because the first five minutes I have, I'm not as happy with. And I think the next five minutes, I just got to keep going over my notes and reworkshopping them. So get ready for some you know, some dates for me uh, coming up. Because I'm going to start taking shit way more serious. So um, this next month, Ramadan, you're going to see. I'm going Rama strong. I'm going to come back even harder with some comedy. So yeah, uh, shout out to the wise men as always. Uh, shout out to y'all for keep that you keep on listening. Uh, this is the Piss Golf Podcast, and uh, and I'll leave it with 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 this, guys. This is a good song. It's called "Why Can't We Be Friends" by War. So. Why can't we be friends? 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 Peace.